Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? No, it's because your intro sucks. Please step out onto the curbside. Hey everybody, welcome to another week of the Curbside Podcast, the podcast where we talk about cars and uh, everything to do with cars. My name is Jeff, I drive a 2004 Honda S2000 and I am your Taiwanese American Southern Californian. Southern Californian. Hey everyone, Mm -hmm. I'm Parth, uh, Northern Californian, drive 2016 M3, sorry for being late, first and foremost. Yes. a lot of stuff happening, mostly me. I'll take I'll take the blame, Jeff. Um, I don't know. Just a lot of more, <laughs> a lot of scheduling conflicts this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. We're that, doing a lot of that. construction at our house here. Then then they're making noise, and then like things happen in the evening. So it's just been all over. But we're getting the episode out. We we will get it out. Yeah, I mean, like it might be almost in time for the next week's episode but yeah we're doing this for you because we want you guys to have a week of our annoying voices in your ears yeah at mm. least something to listen to on the weekend i guess you know <laughs> anyway parth yeah that's me what's up so last week uh last week yes. if you saw the instagram if you follow our instagram account i was able to go to the oc auto show yeah that's free that. actually because a dealer decided to give me a free ticket i've never even been there but i i I got a free ticket so i went and it was a lot of fun got to see a lot of new cars and be really up close and personal with some really nice looking aston martins i I saw you saw the new corvette oh yeah 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 that's that was a yeah i mean honestly does it look even better in person i don't know in person it kind of just looks like how it looks in pictures oh okay (laughs) all right which is which is the odd thing because I expected it to look a lot different, but yeah, it, pictures kind of do it justice. That's good at least. I did get to see the new Supra in person for the first time. Yeah, that looks a lot better in person. Okay, I don't know why, but when you take pictures of it, it's yeah, just, eh. yeah, I saw your uh, post on the Supra, and you're like, you know, it looks better in person. In the photo, uh-huh. I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take good pictures of that car for some reason. Yeah, dude. I don't get it. Anyway, at the at the auto show, I got to drive a couple of cars because they let you test drive things because they want to sell you cars. Yeah. And so I took this as an opportunity to be like, what cars have I not driven and what cars do I want to drive? Uh-huh. Uh, didn't get to drive too many, but I did go and take advantage of the Range Rover, Land Rover, Ooh. Jaguar booth. Ooh. Which Range Rover? Did you drive Range Rover? Yeah, I drove the Range Rover, okay. the big one. The guy was like, hey, so which one do you want to drive? And I was like, the big one. The guy was like, is that what it says on the back? Just the Range Rover, the big one? I was like, yes. (laughs) The big one. one. (laughs) Dude, okay, okay. I wanted to talk about this because I've never driven a Range Rover before. They're fantastic. And yeah. I've always like, I've always loved Range Rovers Uh because you you see, they're pretty much the Rolls Royce of SUVs. Yeah. And they're extremely capable and, you know. I admire them from afar, uh-huh. but when I got this chance to drive it, I, I jumped on it, and oh my gosh. It's nice, yeah? It's like, it's like you're floating on a cloud, dude. Yeah. Like, 
he he was like, "Hey, put the suspension all the way up uh-huh. <laughs> in off-road mode." I was like, "Oh, cool." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm driving a large building here." <laughs> but then like the steering is so light and yeah. and the seats are so comfortable and the air suspension, oh my gosh, it's so it's like it's just floaty and soft. It's yeah. it's fantastic. It's literally like running across a field of marshmallows. <laughs> and I thought to myself like, "Maybe I shouldn't be test driving these cars." Because I find myself Why? really wanting a Range Rover. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But but with that thought being said, I just I wanted to talk about this week starting off um, about cars that we have maybe test driven and that have surprised us, or maybe cars that we want to drive. Ooh, you know, dude, there was a car that I test drove that surprised me, and then I really liked it. Uh, shoot. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> I'll, it'll come to me but in general though like I don't know it's like you want to drive all the cars you know any kind of car you can try to like get your hands on you'll drive it I've driven a bug a VW bug just cause I was like yo you know I want to give that a chance too you know just to experience it even though I have no affinity for it no nothing I've driven it the only car I probably won't want to drive is a Prius um <laughs> actually i do want to drive a prius why just to see how bad it is <laughs> just to experience how why yeah, people do this like, to themselves yeah exactly <laughs> honestly i would want to drive any car but like what cars are like you really really want to drive really want to drive damn i mean this is gonna be a long it probably would be a long list but something that stands out i think i want to drive an enzo Ooh. the oh, yeah classic f60 Enzo I just I've always that's always been and I think it always will be no matter how old it gets you know that, that, that'll always be like the ultimate for me because when that car came out like oh my god like I insta fell in love with it and to this day I still have an Enzo poster in my room hanging the thing's battered it's, it's bent but I still have it up on my wall just because it's an Enzo. I hear that car is like just so. I mean, not probably not as raw as the F40 and stuff, but oh, the F40. Yeah. Oh, actually, that one's I also want to drive. Right. That's a legend. Yeah. Everyone's like, you have to. But you like, have to like, okay. So it. if I had the opportunity to drive an Enzo Ferrari, oh sorry, wow, an Enzo or a F40. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're both yeah. Ferraris. Bro. <laughs> an Enzo or F40. That would be a very difficult day. I'll put it that way. <laughs> like, if they said you can only choose one, like I would probably lean towards the Enzo just because it's always been like my poster car. But at the same time, like, do I want to experience or meet my hero? You know, you know that saying, yeah. Jeff? Like sometimes you don't yeah. want to meet your heroes because they let you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe drive that know. 40, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I don't think it'll let you down. I, that's either. what I'm saying. Like it's, it's a type <laughs> of car where it's like, I don't think it'll let me down though. You yeah. know, but enzo dude yeah that's that's the one car like even if somebody says like 50 years from now when the car is like falling apart or you know uh-huh. it's old as shit and everyone thinks oh yo i remember enzo yo the thing only made 600 some horsepower you know back in those days and like you know cars making like 2000 or something like, out of the factory but i still be like let me drive that enzo for me for me you know obviously i want to drive an nsx yeah i mean i saw that a mile away both the new <laughs> one and the old one hey you got to drive an nsx huh the new one dude How oh that? that's the one that surprised me <laughs> yeah thank you for reminding me <laughs> that's oh, the okay. one that surprised me yeah because um I, I mean i i'm not as big of a nsx fan as you right 
Like, uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, okay, NSX's cool. Like, I respect what they did, and I respect what they stand for. And, you know, if you ever have extra money in the day, sure, I would love to have a old-school NSX, but nothing, like, crazy. And then yeah. we went to the dealership, and my dad wanted to check it out. And then the guy was like, I'll take it for a test drive. And we're like, a bet? We're down? I'm like, we're not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> so we took it for a test drive. And I was blown away. Uh, I thought it's going to be like an insulated kind of like, I thought it was going to be like an insulated fast Japanese car. Like no real like emotions because, you know, it's hybrid and it has what, a V6, right? Yeah. So I was like, it's going to be like, okay, it's just going to be like a more capable GTR. Like, you know, everyone loves a GTR. GTR doesn't really do much for me. I like them, but nothing like other people that are you know, in love with the GTR. So I thought it was just going to be like a little bit better GTR. Oh, was I wrong? <laughs> Dude, that car is so... Like, it, it doesn't have the same... Obviously, it doesn't have the same kind of sound. It's like a Italian, you know, mid-engine car or something like that. But Yeah, um, plus V6s don't sound very yeah, good. Yeah, but that one sounds good. Oh, yeah? In its own way. In its own way, it sounds really nice. The way it shifts... It's unbelievable. It's like as if like you're 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 shooting a gun, dude. Like it's so it's so nice. And the whole car itself drives nice and you can drive the shit out of it and you know, do whatever performance car stuff, but you can also literally drive that like an Acura. It's fantastic. Oh man. That's what I hear from a lot of people. I know I know as a fan base, uh people who love the old NSX, not everyone, you know, likes the new one because it, it's so different. Yeah. But I realize that Every like journalist and yeah. every every like car reviewer who gets in it steps out of it being like, you know, that's pretty good. <laughs> Dude, it's a it's a fantastic car. I think the only problem with it is the price. Yeah. That definitely. that's one thing I think Acura messed up on. If that car, like the uh freaking uh Corvette, was less yeah. than a hundred thousand dollars, Corvette would be having a hard time right now breaking into that market because NSX yeah. would have t- Acura would have taken it over. Yeah, that's true. Cause like if it was under a hundred thousand, that would sold like oh my gosh yeah but i feel like it would have been hard to because of it's the hybrid dude yeah because it's got so much so much technology in it it's pretty much it's taking all that like ferrari la ferrari and porsche 918 yeah that kind of hybrid technology and just like shoving it down to a 150 grand price point. i I forgot who it was i think it was a youtuber either it's chris harris or uh james may i forgot who it was but they were like it's a poor man's 918 I and when I drove it, I haven't driven a nine one eight, but I'm like, okay, I could see that, like, you know, like that's probably the closest I'll ever get to driving a nine one eight. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a nice car, dude. But I honestly think they should have just, I don't know, maybe ditched the hybrid system to make it cheaper. But like the price just doesn't make sense, and you can tell now with the market, those things drop when they come out. Yeah. And then you can Keep buy dropping. a used one with one very one low day. miles. <laughs> Yeah, you will, dude, because they just get, they overprice the shit out of it. <laughs> Someone give me money quick. <laughs> but yeah, for that for me, that is one car that I I, I I obviously always want to drive along with the old one. But in this case, what I really really want to drive, uh-huh. one, I want to try driving the Aerial Atom. You you have an affinity for that car? I I I do. You do? Oh, I yeah. have none. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i like i'm I, like okay cool but like does nothing to me for me <laughs> i just want to like because for me i want to especially like the original one yeah where it was all open uh-huh. and and all this like no windscreen and stuff yeah i just kind of want to like experience that and okay. also the fact that it's like blisteringly fast i see I, I think for me like a big part of the cars is 
they have to look good. And the Ariel Adam doesn't look good to me in any way, shape, or form. Like, you can say, oh, it looks like a Formula One car. No, Formula One cars look good. <laughs> I'll drive a Formula One car. That's amazing. But I like the way it looks, though. I, I don't. Like, it, it, it's, it's, for what it is, I think it, it's, it, it looks fantastic. I'd rather drive the, the Cataram. What is it called? Cataram? The Caterham? Caterham, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather drive that. That thing looks more interesting to me. Oh, you know what I want to drive, Jeff? What? what? I want to drive a freaking Raptor. Ooh. I want to drive one yes. and I want to have one, dude. <laughs> dude, I want a Raptor. That's, that's the truck that makes non-truck people interested. Dude, I'm not a truck guy. Trucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> I am not a truck guy in any way, shape, or form. I don't care about trucks whatsoever. But that one? That <laughs> one, dude. That I, Screw it. If I don't even get to drive it, I'll buy it, dude. Still. Because <laughs> I know it won't let me down. dude. That's one of those cars you're like, that car is just, it's good. It's like, I have no interest in trucks. Sees a Raptor. I want that. I want that. I need that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how it is, dude, with the Raptor. <laughs> So another car I got to drive over at the LA Auto Show was the um, Jaguar I-Pace. That their EV? Yeah, that's yeah. their electric car, which is really confusing because they have a car called the E-Pace that's not electric. Yeah, I don't know what uh, Jaguar messed up with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, anyway, so I got to drive it, you know, same, same old, same old regular electric car type deal. Yeah. But I was talking to the guy, the driver with me. And my friend who had come with me and he was sitting in the back, he he asked him, like, hey, does this have, like, autopilot or self-driving capabilities? Mm -hmm. He asked this, and uh, the guy with us, he said this. He's like, "Um, legally, we're not allowed to say they are. (laughs) They they probably can. Like, they have enough technology to be, like, the basic Uh autopilot, you know. Uh Yeah. But legally, they can't call it autopilot. Yeah, legally, we don't want to call it an autopilot. Yeah. Right? The next thing he was like, we'll let Tesla figure out all the bugs with that first. Oh, yeah. And then we'll do it. <laughs> I'm already getting heated. Which brings me up to this point, okay? Oh. Like, we were talking about Smart Summon, right? Yeah, last week. Last week. week. <laughs> and we are talking about how um, you were asking if they had a beta program yeah. before they released it. And... I, I did a bit of searching, and it looks like this was the beta program. You're serious? Yeah. And here's the deal. Like, <laughs> okay. with the beta program, you want, like, select people to have it, right? I mean, yeah. That's usually how betas work. <laughs> yeah. You usually want to do it in a controlled environment. And, you know, if you want to do it in a actual environment to get more data, you want, like, a select group of people who are careful, who know what they're doing to have it. With a right? select features too like not everything available but from what it looks like anyone with the hardware in their in their tesla which is everyone and the whatever for the updates yeah anyone could get that feature and for me this is the thing about the way tesla is doing things they don't give a shit about you dude exactly you freaking tesla owners and tesla drivers are touting around your freaking tesla go shit yourself (laughs) they don't give a shit about you they're ready to kill your ass for a beta program as i said last week it's not about getting out a finished product or whatnot i think i think i saw an article where elon musk said that smart summon is their most viral feature but i feel like that shouldn't be your motivation behind it 
Elon Musk doesn't give a shit about these people, Jeff. Like, he likes their money. He likes your... You Tesla owners, he likes your money. Did I tell you about my friend who drives a Tesla? She drives a Tesla? Did I tell you about no. that? Well, I'm going to tell you about that. Because I know you know she doesn't listen to this. She's not going to get pissed off or anything. Because she said some shit. And like it's connected to this. you know. And it pissed me off because after this stuff... you know. So she used to be like this... She's not a car person. Let's put it out there. Yeah. She's not a car person. All of a sudden now, she's a big Tesla fan. They have uh, two Teslas in their family. They have two Model 3s, one blue one, one white one. And we're going up somewhere, somewhere uh, a few weeks back. And I'm in the M3. And I'm on a like, nice, windy road. Dude, yeah. I'm just trying to drive my car. I'm just trying to enjoy it. And she's like, oh, you know, you know, the Tesla will be a lot of fun on this road, too. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, Tesla's not as fun as an M3. She's like, no, it is. It's, it's so fast. It's so quick. I'm like, yeah, but it's not just about fast and quick. Like, I don't even know why I was getting into this argument, dude. Like, I... I'm not going to change somebody's mind who doesn't understand, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, you know, it's not about fast and quick because like fast and quick gets old. It's all about this engine. Then I like dropped a gear and I was like, you know, made me smile. So she's like, yeah, you know, that's good. But like the Tesla will easily keep up. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> like what? I never said shit. Why am I? Why am I? You know, the Tesla shit like like I never said anything. Why are you trying to compare my Tesla to your Tesla to my M3? Like nobody asked you. You know, I'm yeah. just out here enjoying my car. Like, okay, congratulations. I can go accelerate faster than my car, but I don't know, dude. Like, they, they got they got the market. They got it. They got people's fancy. But it's so stupid how they have it. And, and the thing is, like, they're, they're, they're building, and I'm just going to say it, dude. They're building off of the consumer's stupidity for their yeah. own financial success. I wouldn't say stupidity. They just don't know. Like, well, okay, well, not so. I guess you can call it stupidity or you can call lack of knowledge. Like, like, if I was somebody, like, you know, me and you, and I know you, you're the type of person that we get a car, if we get a car with a bunch of loaded features which are not regular to yeah. most cars, we would spend the time to look at it, read it, understand it, go through the owner's manual, and be like, I, because yeah. this is what it can do, this is what it can't do, this is when I should use, whatever it is, this is when I shouldn't. Dude, 98% of these people won't do that. And that's what's infuriating. It's like, I can't blame Tesla as much because they're a company. They're out there to make money. I can blame the people that buy these cars, though. And then on top of that, then you got to go talk shit about my M3. Why? <laughs> I didn't even ask. Again, it's it's these fanboys. Like, I feel like And Tesla girls, because she was a fangirl. <laughs> Freaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan people. Yeah. Like, they have, I feel like it's it gets to a point where it gets to be such a, like, toxic fan base because here's the deal right like we were talking about the whole self-driving stuff right yeah we know as car people right i've said this before uh-huh. we know as car people that this technology has been out for a long time yeah right yeah like the guy who was taking me out on the test drive of the ipace he was saying how he because he used to just go out and drive race cars for the company uh-huh. and he was testing for infinity mm-hmm and over in Japan, he was doing laps around in the Affinity, the the Q50. Yeah. And the Q50, while he was driving around, had started to memorize the lap he was driving. Wow. And then he was trying to, like, do a different line. Uh-huh. And the, because the Infinity had memorized the, the, the drive he was making, yeah. it pulled him back into the same line, the same exact line Jesus. he was doing before. So we know that, like... This technology exists. Even in my my mom's Acura RDX, yeah, it could basically drive itself on the freeway. It's 
it keeps itself in the middle of the lane very well mm-hmm. and then it follows the car in front but i'm always sitting there and watching it just to make sure it doesn't go wrong yeah <clears throat> and again acura jaguar every other company they don't call this autopilot yeah they don't because what do you call it autopilot it doesn't matter what you tell the consumer or what you tell the world about this autopilot system how it's like oh it's not complete autopilot when you call it autopilot yeah you automatically associate well this car drives itself yeah exactly self-driving so i was getting like pretty ticked off at this 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 fan base because you heard the news right there was that one man who had autopilot on his car Mm -hmm. and unfortunately he the car veered off and he would he was killed in the accident yeah it was like a few weeks or a few months back or something like that right yeah so so another tesla owner okay he decided that he would go on this exact same route that the man was on on autopilot yeah and he filmed it the, so right where the car had crashed all of a sudden the the tesla on autopilot decides to start veering off into the center divider what the f- what right with and you look at the dashboard like it starts veering off into the center divider because it's confused he yanks it back just to like so he doesn't crash yeah and the only little warning on the dashboard was like this tiny little blue steering wheel what the f- and that steering wheel wasn't telling him hey put your hands on the wheel it was telling him the driver is interfering with the autopilot and like what really makes me mad okay is that you you go down and you see the comments and they're like well the guy should 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 have had his hand on the wheel or the guy should have been paying attention or like it's guy's fault and whatnot and whatnot i'm like i'm sorry okay yeah but a man has died okay imagine you having a family member right yeah and they were in this situation and someone comes up to you is like well it's his fault how is that right in any way? It's not. Like Right? Yeah. Like But see, Jeff, like this kind of thing we've seen before. Like again, it, it just keeps bringing me back to aviation. This has happened time and time again in aviation all the time. Because in the aviation, autopilot and you know, you know, all the computers and everything, they're still not perfect. And it's still yeah. they still make mistakes. Like, okay, nowadays accidents and all that are a lot less and they're they are mostly by you know, the statistics caused by air air incidents or air accidents are caused by pilot error. But there's still a factor that is caused by automation. And not because of a lack of knowledge of automation, but because of something that automation did that was not supposed to happen. Like, you just look at the recent 737 Maxes with their MCAS issue. That's automation. That's not something that the, the pilot can ever control. The thing is, like... Whenever this happens, like I'll take for example, do you remember the uh, the Korean airline? What's it called? Uh, Asiana, the Asiana triple uh-huh. seven. It crashed in San Francisco about five six years ago, something like that. They instantly, instantly tried to blame the pilots, and this always happens. They always try to blame the human factor. The issue was there. There's a sequence on what they call the uh, the freaking mode control panel. That's where all the autopilot information and stuff you can set up for a pilot is. They entered a certain sequence. They pressed certain buttons in a certain way, which deactivated another 
function of the autopilot, which never gave them an indication of the cockpit. So then the airplane started to do something that it wasn't supposed to do. And they weren't realizing it wasn't supposed to do that because they never got an indication that it wasn't supposed to do that. So, yeah. like, you look at an industry that's so advanced where you have people who are scientists, PhDs, like the smartest of the smartest working on this function. And then Tesla comes out and then you're telling me that the only indication that guy who died got an indication was a blue steering wheel? Bruh, there's been triple sevens and bigger planes with a lot more things at stake crashed because of things that are a lot more simple than a blue steering wheel. Like, how have they not learned this? Yeah, it's because, I mean, like, think about it. When you call your system autopilot, you think, you would think your car drives itself, right? Yes. Because that's what autopilot means. Yes. And with, with everything in automation, for it to actually be considered working well, you have to put your trust in it. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, if you're more stressed using the automated feature why bother having automation on oh right? yeah so this guy had placed his trust in the system and you know the system went wrong and unfortunately he lost his life yes and then these people who love tesla so much are blaming him <laughs> right like oh don't blame my beloved tesla exactly right like this this man is a man okay he probably had a family and everything tesla is a company yeah okay tesla doesn't love they you They don't give a shit about you dude tesla isn't gonna you know come to your thanksgiving dinner and have a turkey with you or take you out and fly a kite with you no <laughs> tesla's <laughs> just gonna sell you cars yeah. okay and the the problem with being like a fanboy like this and letting something like this go wrong is that if you keep doing that the company has no reason to you know check themselves yeah i i'm just I'm, I'm just waiting for the first thing to happen with that freaking driving the autonomous uh what is it called the callback what is it called jeff the smart summon smart summon i'm just waiting for something to happen with that then then they're gonna blame the guy who's controlling it like, oh why did he why did he summon it when he was across the street why are you letting him summon it across the street like why why, why don't you put this you don't train these guys you don't tell them how this works I doubt there's even an instruction manual on how to use autopilot or smart summon or whatever the shit it is. It's so it's so stupid. And I, I think the it, the people who buy these cars and the people that stand with it, they're to blame more than the company because the company just going to benefit off of your, you know, the love of it and they, they you're paying for their car. That's all that they care about at the end of the day. You know, they can take a few allegations or lawsuits or whatever, but it's on you as a consumer. To be responsible for your own device or, you know, purchase. Yeah, like, and to say to the company, like, hey, if it's not if it's not going right, fix it. Fix it, yeah. And stop releasing this stuff half-finished. Because this isn't like, oh, look, I forgot to code in a character for a game. No, this is, something goes wrong, you're, you're done. Yeah, you're dead. This this new technology and new new, like, stuff that's coming out with cars, it is very very fascinating and very like it's actually really cool and you know having it work would be nice but it's just that on the way there i think the lesson is just don't be the super fanboy or fangirl or cheap to these companies because the only person you end up hurting doing that is yourself or, or the be, consumers. be it like be the fanboy but still hold your company responsible yeah exactly telling them that benefits everyone in the consumer market 
right? Like, if they fix it, the other companies see what's wrong, and then they fix whatever, and then we have cars that drive themselves without, you know, all this going wrong, and a lot less people passing then, away because of it. Yeah, then they talk shit about my M3. <laughs> Fucking bullshit, dude. Yeah, so, I mean, like, that's that's what we wanted to talk about in terms of that. Welcome to the Curbside Podcast, where we have very strong opinions about EVs. semi-menial things. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to our sponsored break right now so we can come back for some news. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to our sponsored break where we get paid. Yeah. yeah. For saying somebody's so company's name. Exactly. Yeah. What's our sponsor, Parth? Sponsor, as the other week's previous, is Sapien. Sapien, thank you again for sponsoring us. And you guys should check out Sapien. It's a blockchain-based social network that rewards users for high-quality content with cryptocurrency. Sign up today at www.sapien.network to start earning today. So go check them out. I've told you this so many times already. How many times are I going to go tell you guys this? <laughs> and also, um, I did put the Curbside Podcast on Sapien. So if you haven't signed up for that, you can give us a follow there. Yeah. And, you know, as usual, the Curbside Podcast is sponsored by ourselves. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. Making moves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can visit us at thecurbsidepodcast.com. And if you want to help out and sponsor our show, please, uh, you could email us at thecurbsidepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Please help us keep the lights on. Please. And also so I could drive it out of sex one day. All right. Back to the show. Get back to the show. And we are back. Just decided to give it some, you know, okay. October vibe with uh, that. I see. I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused what was going on. <laughs> you know, since there's always so much news about this new form of driving, I've decided to integrate this into a segment as part of a show. EV shitters? What? I mean, uh, EV segment? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Parth, I got I got an intro for this. Okay. Oh. You ready? Yeah. Ready, ready, ready. Yeah. Here. Shh. You step into a world where you do not understand, where the smell of gasoline is nowhere to be found, and your V8 has been replaced with a prunk. You've just entered the EV zone. Welcome to the EV Zone, where we talk about EVs. But we should talk about the last thing in the... Actually, no, that was more of a broad topic. Yeah. I was talking about 737s in that, too. (laughs) Very broad. But this week in EV News, Parth, do you know the Mirai? Yeah, 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 the Toyota. Yeah. The the hideous thing. Expensive as shit as well. Yes. Yeah. Disgusting. Nasty. Ugly hydrogen fuel cell, yeah. Hydrogen fuel cell car, yeah. It got redesigned. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Toyota released a, a, a 2021 uh, Mirai. What it was called? 2021 Mirai concept. And if you guys haven't seen it, look it up. It actually looks pretty good. It, lo- it looks like a car. Like it looks good. Yeah. 
Like, it looks borderline Lexus almost. Yeah, it doesn't look like that turd bucket shit thing that, you know, came out before. If you're talking about makeovers, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a real good one. That's right a, that's there. a nice like, one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they, they, they did also change the drivetrain to rear wheel drive. Oh, was it front wheel before? Yeah. It was front wheel before. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I don't really yeah, give a shit about it, except that it's hydrogen fuel cell. <laughs> they changed it to be rear wheel drive, and they say it's going to be more engaging to drive. <laughs> nice. Okay. So while we're on the topic of hydrogen fuel cell cars, Parth, I want to know what you think about hydrogen fuel cell cars. I think that's the future. Really? More than electric cars, yes. Really? Yeah, because like I said, there's just too much uh, cost production, and what do you do with batteries when the batteries die? Hydrogen fuel cell is an actually renewable resource that can be continually renewed. Because even with, uh, what do you call that? Electricity, yeah. <laughs> electricity, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. You still have to have some form of way that electricity is produced. Either, you know, cleanly, fossil fuels, natural gas, nuclear power, whatever. Hydrogen yeah. fuel cell is an internal system that can keep providing power just from your atmosphere. And the only emission is water. That that is actually the future. The problem is that technology is just way too expensive. It's way too much manufacturing, way too much, you know, work to make one of those cars. That's why the Mirai is so expensive. But that is the actual future. I don't know. I have a different opinion on this. No. Because here's the thing, okay? Yeah. Elon Musk actually said this. And well, Elon Musk is a shitter, which we've already come to uh, conclude now. So. But I but I agree with him, okay? Uh huh. Because. The way, if you guys don't know, a hydrogen fuel cell car works is that it's still an electric car. You put in compressed hydrogen into its tank and it goes to the fuel cell where it con converts the hydrogen into electricity, stores it in the batteries, and then you have an electric car that theoretically you could refill really quickly because it's just like gas. You just put it in and, and then it goes in and then you're refilled. And a hydrogen's easy to get. Like it's all, all around us. <laughs> hydrogen. Okay, but here's the deal. Uh -huh. Hydrogen is all around us, but for us to use it, it's actually not that easy to obtain. Okay. So the way we get hydrogen right now is we take seawater and we use solar energy to split the seawater into hydrogen. Yeah. And then we put it into a hydrogen fuel cell and then you convert it back into water to make electricity. Yeah. What you're doing is taking water, breaking it apart, and putting it back together again. Yes. Using solar power, right? Uh-huh. The problem is, it seems like such a terribly complicated way to make this sort of power. And the thing is, like, why not just take solar power and make it directly into electricity? But that's if inefficient. It's not as inefficient as doing it with hydrogen. Here's, the wh here's why hydrogen fuel cell cars are a good thing right now. It's because we have range anxiety with regular yes. electric cars. Yes. Because, you know, once we're out of juice, it takes like 20, 30 minutes and whatnot to charge them. But if we keep improving charging technology and we keep improving uh -huh. battery technology, the need for hydrogen cars, I don't feel like is going to be there. Also, I feel like when you put hydrogen in a car, you're, you're, you're adding a an element of danger to it because hydrogen is extremely flammable but like so gas yeah but <laughs> hydrogen's also compressed yeah but like i don't know i mean i still think it's because hmm, 
Uh, like you said, <laughs> that range anxiety though. Yeah. That's that's a big factor. Exactly. But once we once we have charging stations up and once we have better charging technology, which I'm sure we will. Like part, do you remember when we would have to spend like eight hours waiting for our phones to charge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we could like get like fast charge. charge and, like, yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm sure it'll get to a point where down in the line where we're like <laughs> okay, it's charged, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and in that case, like I don't think hydrogen's gonna be a very useful Yeah. I get I don't know. Let's see. I still think hydrogen <laughs> might be useful. Well I mean only time can tell. Yeah. Um in the meantime, while we're telling that, I can tell some other news. Uh hey Grant. <laughs> Kia tell you right, some news. <laughs> uh this one you might actually <laughs> you, you might enjoy this one though. Uh, problem with the Kia Telluride. So, a lot of... Uh, well, it's actually not just the Kia Telluride. It's Kia Telluride and the Subaru Forester. Um, apparently, a lot of complaints are being sent in to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, the NHTSA, right? Oh, well, why? Yeah, so, apparently, their windshield is uh, cracking very easily. Oh, yay! Oh, that sounds safe. Yeah, so... The, the 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 complaints under the NHTSA's website are under the heading visibility and wiper and they describe windshields that seem to crack easily and those cracks are said to have worsened so quickly and severely that they require windshields to be replaced um, uh-huh. somebody on the NHTSA web god they need to find a better name for that organization <laughs> uh, they said I'm constantly getting chips. I've never had such a brittle windshield before. Second crack in windshield in five months and describes the road surfaces as being normal and paved where it, where it happened. So apparently, like, mm-hmm. regular cars passing by at, like, you know, a few miles an hour, if they kick up a rock, boom, windshield crack. So... Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's, the Telluride and the Forester, but uh, I still kind of like the car, though. Yeah. Subaru Forester. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. So it's it's probably a manufacturer <laughs> problem. With yeah, unless if someone. they share the same like windshield or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, 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 the Telluride can't do any wrong. Itself. Yeah, yeah. The Telluride's a fantastic car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the best car in the world, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we piss off Grant too much to the point that we lose his listen, listening ship. <laughs> uh, some other news. So uh-huh. very interesting. Um, new James Bond movie coming out. You know, Ooh. No Time to Die. Very fantastic uh-huh. name. There's No Time to Die, dude. I ain't got time to die. We ain't got no time to die, dude. I'm busy out here. I'm grinding. <laughs> but uh, typical Bond movie title, you know, No Time to Die. That's, uh, not, that's not how I read it, but that's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> I ain't got time for this. I gotta be somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Four new, uh, well, four new, yeah, four new, four new Aston Martins will be in the movie. And it's going to be the DBS Super Legera, DB5, Whoa. the classic, the classic Aston I saw Aston that at Martin. the auto show. The Super oh, Legera? so nice. Yeah. Yeah, apparently Aston Martin's Lamborghini now. Super Legera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, DBS Super Legera, DB5, the classic one from the classic Bond films and everything. Uh, the V8 Vantage, the new one. And the Aston Martin Valhalla. Have you even heard of the Valhalla, Jeff? I have not even seen the Valhalla. I have not. I didn't even know there was some Aston Martin Valhalla until I even read this thing, dude. So, Google the shit. Google the shit right now. Googling. 
How do you spell? Like Valhalla, bro. Like the common spelling. V-A-L. H-A-L-L-A. H-O-L-L-A. Okay, Valhalla. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you go to the I, website. Uh, maybe just Googling Val- Valhalla doesn't really help. No, out. I think you got to add Aston Martin to that, my dude. <laughs> Aston Martin. So uh, if you go to the website, they're, they're, cause you know they used to have the Valkyrie. Oh, this car, I have seen it. Okay. I'm, I'm out of the loop, I guess. Oh, yeah. Because they're doing <laughs> mid-engine cars now. Yeah, I they're, doing their, they're doing their hyper-performance series cars, right? So, yeah. Uh, they're they're marketing this Valhalla, a.k.a. the son of Valkyrie. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, nice, dude. Like, that's fantastic. Because, you know, the last one's called the Valkyrie. So, yeah. they call this a Valhalla. And the rear end, Jeff, looks amazeballs. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Guys, look this up. Dude, it, it looks like the, you know that, uh, what, the Mercedes one that Lewis Hamilton helped develop? The one? Project uh, yeah, one? Yeah, the Project one. It looks kind of like that from the rear end, but better. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it Ooh, looks this, this is, nice. You know, you're right. Like, Aston Martin is Lamborghini now. Yeah. <laughs> look, like, they're doing mid-engine cars Yeah, now. but like, Aston Martin always makes nice-looking cars. Honestly, that's the thing about, like, thing about Aston Martin is they design some beautiful cars. Yeah. But they're like... But they're just like GT. Yeah, so I feel yeah, like they're yeah. not as like hyped but as this one, like Ferraris and whatnot. Yeah. And on the door sill gonna... on the website, it has like a 003. You know, that's how they're going to... Somebody's going to get the 007, you know? And they're going to think they're freaking James Bond. They'll be coming out of their car with their toques and their toques. toques? I just said toques. Jeff, did you even hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I said they're going to be coming out of their cars with their toques. I meant to say tuxedos, and I combined suits, and I said toques. They're going to be coming Check out of Check out me and my toque, man. Look at this. Check out my toque. I feel like I should copyright that word before some like design company comes out with toque. It's like a combination of a suit and a tux. A toque. Uh, yeah, but somebody's going to walk out of their, you know, their Aston Martin Valhalla. With their, mm-hmm. you know, nice tuxedo, and they want their, you know, martini shaken, not stirred, and they have a Glock with a silencer on it in the dash. Yes. And they go home with a beautiful woman at the night, who you're not sure if she's bad or good, because you know you find <laughs> that out later, because he always gets double crossed in the movies. <laughs> I like that these uh, English companies are starting to make like like these fantastic cars again. Like Lotus made the the Evia. Yeah. That that's a nice thing. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that sometime when it comes out. But yeah, I feel like because if I feel so bad because all these English companies don't get the love that they probably should. Yeah, cause Lotus is just one fantastic like engineer of cars that just handle beautifully, and mm-hmm. they're struggling to sell things right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's some fun news. Uh, um, Toyota Supra. Yes. Got a recall. What? Why? What did they do? <laughs> uh, forgot. Uh, forgot what the recall was. You know. Fantastic news telling person. Yes. But we provide A1 con- content. <laughs> and we wear toques. But the funny thing is, um, it got recalled by BMW. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, 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 yeah. It's because they're like the seat belt and like connected the chassis or the frame something, or something. Yeah, something like, like the that. The seat belts are like, like the. F- breaking off of the frame of the car so like you get into an accident gg yeah 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 and then bmw yeah they're yeah <laughs> it's a brave new world imagine getting your letter like i bought a toyota and it's like bmw it's yeah like, who's this for <laughs> who's this for <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know what 
We've reached the hour. Sorry if it's a little long today, boys, but uh, we try to make it up for their lack of episode on timeness. I speak English. <laughs> <laughs> and I know for this episode, we did talk about uh, more like serious stuff at the beginning. So but I don't know. I hope you. I, we should. We need to talk about too. this kind of stuff, Jeff. And right? you know, we started this show as like the conversation that we would have. It's just me. Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of conversation we would have. Like we talk about, we talk about fun stuff. Like you know, freaking uh, four James Bond, uh, four James Bonds. God damn it, I can't speak today. <laughs> <laughs> four cards in a James Bond movie, and you know, Tellurides. But this is all the conversations that need to be addressed because cars are a big part of our life. And you know, apologize if we took it a little too serious, but it's something that is an issue which very few people I seem to be kind of caring about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, we like to screw around on this show, but at the same time, yeah, we like, like to voice our opinions on yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, you know? So, apologies, but sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, guys, for the late show. I know it's probably already the next week by the time this comes out, but we try our best to get it out, even though we have these scheduling conflicts, and I hope you can, uh, I hope you can appreciate that, because we really appreciate you guys listening. So, as always, you could find us at thecurbsidepodcast.com. You could find a link there for our Libsyn page that will give you all of the links to our other platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, etc., etc. We also have a blog on that page that i occasionally post to and if you want to read my more opinions on things with me rambling about stupid stuff you could read that as well and you can follow us on twitter it's at curbside pod and you could also follow us at facebook facebook.com slash the curbside podcast and also instagram now uh, instagram.com slash the curbside podcast um i want to thank kid dope for letting us use his song Fast Cars and Wild Hearts as the intro and outro and middle part of our program. And as always, I am Jeff. I'm Parth. Remember, drive safe, and life is too short to drive a boring car. See you later, guys. See you later.